First, I want to thank uh, again my friends Zahav and Yisrael Anshul <coughs> for opening up their home, their home for us. Bez Hashem, Shev Simcha, Nachs and Brach in every room. Mishpizarche for all, all of our homes together with all of us to return to Ejizel. When we finished, when we finished the first chelik of Bilvavi a few weeks ago, so at the end, the author, the tzaddik, was talking about the two types of ahava, the two types of love, fasha. There's an ahava which is atliyibadava, a love that comes as a result of our thinking about all that Hashem does for us, has done for us every minute of our lives when we spoke about how only with a person making a real concerted effort to, to focus on all of the brachas on every single thing to to remember the Hashgah and to think about the Hashgah every minute only that way a person can awaken that ahava, can feel that ahava which is tuli a love that depends on something. Depending on something is a lower level of love, but of course it's very, very important. He didn't really talk, only for a second, he didn't really talk about the higher madrega of Ahava, the higher level of love, which is Ahava, which is Enenatli Badava, a love that, that, that transcends anything of this world. In other words, it's a love that does not depend on on what we get from Hashem or what He does for us or how kedai it is for us to be in this relationship with Him it's an ahavish in a tliyavadav a love that that doesn't depend on anything He didn't really speak about it and I told you I wanted to do I wanted to do a, a, a small piece just this one page really there's a sentence until we afterwards but I'll read it to you just this one page which is actually from the from the fifth chalik, which is called Shni Talas of Bilvavi, this one page, and then we're going to Bez Hashem start the sefer. The sefer that you have in front of you is chalik Dalit. So I know you're wondering what happened between Aleph and Dalit. So what happened was Bez and Gimel. But Bez and Gimel, <coughs> Gimel was really from an, he wrote before before all of them. The order is very very is very interesting. And what I felt would flow most easily, most naturally for us would be to go from Aleph till Dalit and maybe to return to Beis. Gimel really can be done later on. But but the the but to move from Aleph to Dalit, I think you'll see is a is a very very natural continuation of what we're doing and an intensification of what we're doing. But first, let's just go over this page from the fifth Chelik of Bilvavi, Mem Gimel Mem Dalit, the page that you just got. And this is just an exercise to try to to try to be mechazik this level of ahava, which is which is an, a love she'enenetliyibadav, which I guess in this world the closest the closest that one can get to that is the love between a parent, the love that a, that a parent has for a child. Although that also is not a is not a perfect marshal, but it's the closest perhaps we can get. Where you see time after time that that even though it's true that a parent has nachas gets nachas from the child, the parent gets something from the child. Still, even if there's a child that doesn't give the parent, 
any nachas Hashem Yerachim. Even if it's a child that's very, very difficult, or a child that Khalila causes agnus nefesh for the parent. But there still is an ahava, especially the mother, there's, a, there's an ahava that even though she gets nothing in return for the ahava, and she invests, 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 and she doesn't see anything in return. Nevertheless, the ahava is an ahava be'etzen. It's something which is her existence. It's an inethliyabadav. It doesn't depend upon that this kid is, is a smart kid, or the kid is a cute kid, or the kid is the best behavior, the kid, you know, uh, takes care of the mother. Even a child that's not, not a good child. As we see, you see in Tanakh how David HaMelech loved, how he loved Avshalom, and how he cried, Avshalom, Avshalom, B'nai Avshalom. How he cried when Avshalom was killed. The Ahava is an Ahavich and Matlibadam. So the closest marshal we have in this world is a parent and a child. So we have to we have to try to access that part of ourselves vis a vis who's our father. And that's the and that's what, what he what he helps us with a little bit here, just to give us a sample. And then we're going to go back to the regular Mahalach and we'll come back to this much more in the in the coming months. So look at Ice Mem Gimel. He says, we'll try to explain how to be ma'ayrir, how to awaken and to reveal this ahava, which is anenetli yibadavah. The word legalos, to reveal, is very important, to reveal. When when a chasen meets a kala, I mean, they, when they meet, they don't know yet that they're chasen and kala, but when they meet each other, so they have to be they, there's a feeling that they have to try to create a relationship. And that's awkward and uncomfortable. Sometimes you have something like Yaakov Avinu and Rachel Imenu. There is such a thing that, that, that could be called love at first sight, which is not the same thing like in the movies. It's by Yaakov Avinu and Rachel Imenu, there was such a, a gilui, a revelation of Ahav. In other words, sometimes even when it comes to a friend, you meet somebody for the first time and you feel like, oh, I know this person my whole life, right? I know this person my whole life. You talk for two minutes, and you became best friends right away. You know this person your whole life. So you feel that the ahava was something that was there. It's just that it was never revealed to you. You didn't know about it. You never met the person. So when it comes to the love that a Jew has for Hashem Baruch, the major obstacle to feeling that love is that we don't know that it's already there. We don't know that our avoid is only to be magala the ahava, to reveal the natural love that we have for Hashem Baruch. We think that we have to try to somehow get to know him, and once we become acquainted, maybe over you know over the years we'll start to love each other. That's not how it works with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's it's mamish love at first sight, but there has to be a first sight. You have to see the Baruch You have to have you have to have a shaykes to the Baruch You don't have a shaykes to him. That's what we're going to talk about as we start Chelidal. If you don't have a shaykes to him, then you can't love him. There's no there's no way to love him. But once you meet Hashem, then you then you feel like you knew him your whole life, which you did. You just didn't know. But when, once you once you you're megala the ahava, it's revealed. Legala says ahava shantli b'dav. Sharish mekar ahava shantli b'dav. Where does that come from? Where does that love that a Jew feels for God, even a Jew who was never his whole whose whole life might not might not have been observing mitzvahs at all, where does that ahava come from? And this ahava doesn't depend upon Hashem giving you this and giving you that and being good to you and getting all kinds of brachas. It is what it is. Why? Where does that come from? He achdus anivrem habayri. It comes from the achdus, from that oneness, 
of the Rabbani Shalom with each and every one of us. And again, the muscle in this world of a parent and a child, that, that they come from, that it's one flesh and blood, except with Hashem as well, it's infinitely deeper. But with a parent and a child, it's mamish, it's the same, it's the same flesh and blood. And while the, and the baby was inside the mother, Aichelis Mashim Aichelis, the child, the, the fetus is eating what the mother was eating, and the, the child is absolutely one with the mother. The fact that when the child is born, she becomes separated from her mother, so that doesn't change the, the underlying mitzvahs of the oneness that they share with each other, that bond that they have with each other. But the difference is that with Hashem Baruch, even after we created, we're still not separated from Him. So that's where this comes from, the Sahara. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hu The Baruch is our father, and we're His children. The same way that the child is using, of course, the Moshele, he's writing this, the Sefer, he gave the Shemuzan to the fellows in, in the Beis Madrash. It says, The same way that the son is a chilek of his father, and he comes from that, he comes from that body, that, that of his father and his mother, that's where he comes from. He comes from the essence of his father. So too, we are chilek of Hashem Mamish. We come from the same cut, Kivyachal. We are We came from him. Miziv from the radiance of his light, Yisbarch Shemay. Nimsa, shebechdei lochush es ahava hazu. So what does this mean? In order for a person to feel this ahava, aleinu lochush shanu chelik mimenu. The only way to feel this ahava, not just to talk about it, but to feel this ahava, the only way to feel this ahava is when a person comes to sense this, to feel this, to believe in it and to feel it, that he's Mamash our father, that we're a chilek of him. He's not some distant, faraway God, but we're a chilek of him Mamash. Chilek melukusai, a chilek of his godliness. Lekach, therefore, gili ahava zu, gili mohus ha'atzmias shalanefesh. The only way that this love that a Jew has for God can be revealed within him is when he reveals the essence of his being. That the essence of a Jew is God. The essence of a Jew is Elokus. Only when a person gets to the essence of his soul is he able to feel in the strongest way who his father is. So how do we do that? I mean, again, we, we saw it when we learned when we were finishing the Sefer that he didn't even speak about this because really very few people can reach this. But still, but still it's something that every person should aspire to and we could dive in for it to taste on some level. We can taste it. So he gives us this, a little bit of help now in this next section to have a dive in for this. So how does one go about finding the Atmos and Nefesh? Meaning the essence of my soul. How do I uncover the essence of myself? The child that's inside of us. That, that reality that I'm Hashem's child. How do I find that inside myself? That portion of God that is inside of me. 
Al ha'adam lesyachid in bari canal b'mokam reik v'shakeit b'bnei adam. The first thing is, you have to be alone with the b'shalom. You can only develop a real relationship with somebody else, with another person, when you have quiet and you're alone. So you have to be misyachid with Hashem. You have to go by yourself in a quiet place, an empty place, with no other people. And to begin to speak to Hashem's baruch and to say the following. Again, he's just giving an example. Each person uses his own words and his own way of speaking. But there's an example to say, Rabbi Shalom, Master of the Universe, what connection do you have to me? What relationship, what connection do you have with me? And you have to speak to Hashem in such a way, not about God. And don't say, what kesha does God have with me? That's not how it works. You have to speak to Him in an empty room. And you have to concentrate and say, Rabbi Shalom, what kesha do you have with me? Ata Abiyakar, you're my precious father. How good it is, and what a gewaltiges chus that I am zayicha to be your child. Only Jews, only, 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 only Klai yourselves. And in the whole world, there's only a tiny, tiny, there's only a tiny group of us left. And from the group, from the Jewish people left in the world, there's only a tiny, tiny percentage that still want to have this relationship and remember that he's our father. And even from the Jews that are shaman mitzvahs, that are keeping mitzvahs, there's only a small, small amount that are still seeking a true relationship with him as opposed to just going through the motions of Shabbos and so on and so forth. So we're talking about a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the universe that is able to say these words. And we're part of a very, very select, elite group of people in the whole world. A tiny, tiny fraction of the world is able to feel this way, to say these words. To be your child. That I'm zarech that you're my father. Our father. In my brain, in my intellect, I know very well, I understand. It says in the Pasuk, and a million Psukim, and all throughout Chazal, I understand in my Seichel that you're my father. And I'm your child. But in my feelings, my emotions, the shali in my heart, I don't, I don't really feel it so much. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It's not alive by me. I don't feel it as a labedigah feeling every second that you're my father and that I can come to you and that you, your love for me is not something because of what I did or I didn't do or I'm a good boy or a bad girl but because I'm your child. My biological father, my father in Olam Hazeh, in this world, I'm able to feel his presence, even if he's no longer alive, but I'm able to think of and to remember and so on. Certainly if he's alive, I'm able to feel that this is my father. But however, you Hashem, I don't always feel that. And even when I do, it's not so much. I don't feel it so much. Abba Kamani Baishmimcha. She said, Tata, Father, I'm so embarrassed. 
Shamilo Margish Kolkar Shata Abishali. That I don't feel it so much. I don't, it's hard for me to feel that you're my father. I'm embarrassed. Ani writes, so I want to feel that. Avakashali, but it's hard for me. Ani Shekhechazah. I forget. Gam Kshani Zaycher, and even when I remember. Ani Lomargish is a Muchashi. So I only remember it in my mind, but I don't feel it. So Yosef Sikhli Mashay Rikshi. It's more intellectual than emotional. Ava, Father, Ani Mavakish Munchadav Echad Belvada. I'm asking you for one thing. Shani should be Argish Abishli. I'm asking you for one thing more than anything. Help me to feel that you're my father. Because if a Jew feels that, then everything else falls into place. Then the davening and the mitzvahs and to stay away from our veyus, everything, everything falls into place. So I'm asking you, Baruch help me to feel Shata Abishli. Shani Argish Be'emes Shani Ben Help me to feel that I'm Mamish, your child. I'm not asking you for anything else now. I'm not asking you for health, I'm not asking you for money, all those things we could talk about later. I'm not asking you for anything, only this one thing. To be able to have this feeling, to feel that I'm your child. So you say, Abba, I think, that if my child would not feel that I'm his father, that if my child would forget that, how much anguish I would feel, how much pain. Look what parents suffer from being forgotten by a child, how terrible that is, how terrible that is. To be forgotten by a child is the most horrible klala in the world. It's what parents fear more than anything else in the world. More than anything, parents fear being forgotten. Forgotten doesn't mean you don't remember who they are, but it means that you don't live with you don't live with that thought of them. So your mother, you know, has to, you know, when you if you call her because you don't know a taiva, you know, you call her every once in a while or something like that. You stop buying your visit, and you're looking at your watch, and you have to go. And this is the this is the most horrible thing in the world for a parent. To, to be forgotten. What it meant, how Yaakov Avinu felt when Yosef Tzadik was when Yosef Tzadik wasn't with him, and even though Yaakov Avinu felt that Yosef was somehow mysteriously still in the world, that's why he couldn't be comforted, he couldn't be completely consoled. It says he couldn't be consoled, and yet what happened? Where is my son? Where is he? And it's so it's so. It's so painful. Yosef HaTzadik has, has a son, and he names his son Menashe. Nashani Lekim, Nashani Lekim, as Kolamali, as Beisavi, that Hashem has helped me to forget my father's home. As Beisavi, I have forgot, I, I've gotten over my father. Whatever that means on Yosef HaTzadik's level, but Nashani, the name Menashe, means that I, I have forgotten. In other words, I'm not, I'm able to move on with my life, and, and I don't think all the time of my father and my mother. Ephraim, Ephraim, is Ephraim Elikim, Baruch, and that Hashem, Yosef, Hashem has made me great in my new home. And I spoke about this. You know, we learned that we talk, we spoke about this many, many times. That the Indian of the Indian of the of the tearing of the fruit away from the tree is that forgetfulness, where the child sees himself as a fruit and he doesn't want to pay attention to the tree. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to deal. He doesn't want to deal with his with his with his parents and with. 
and to acknowledge and to remember it's very it's very hard especially that children children are always saying that my the parents don't understand them children are of a different generation and they're constantly saying to the, the you know the mother or the father say things and the children like look at them and they you know they roll their eyes a little bit or if they're more polite they just humor them and and then like they giggle as you know they walk out and they just they just you know my parents don't understand me they don't understand me and that's also a way of forgetting the parents feel that they're, that they're neglected that they're forgotten and they feel that, that their children don't think of them and don't care about them and don't remember them and don't don't have them in their minds and have them in their hearts it's a terrible terrible painful thing that that no nobody can understand until they become parents or, or God forbid forgotten no no nobody growing up can understand what I mean what that feels like to go to go visiting in a nursing home and to see people old an old person with pictures on the wall and you say oh they're such beautiful children so grandchildren whatever and, they, and this happened I, many times that I, I was visiting and someone will say yeah but that's where does he, I said where does your where does your son live? And my son lives he lives in uh, you know New Jersey. So uh, he comes to see you. Yeah, he 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 came came two years ago. I had this all the time. He came a year ago. He calls me on the phone. You know, once or twice. Uh, you know, a month came once in a while. So the same way that as parents, the greatest fear that we have as we get older is that our children are going to forget us and not going to think of us and remember also what we taught them and to remember what, what we tried to give over to them so too when it comes to the Bani Shalom a person says to Hashem that's what he's saying if my child would forget me and he wouldn't feel that I'm his father how much pain that would cause me as a parent if my child would forget me that would cause me the most terrible pain. Here's my son, who I brought into the world, and I raised him, and I took care of him. He doesn't remember where he came from. He, he knows in his head. Yes, 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 that's my father, that's my mother. He doesn't really remember, he doesn't think of it. It's not important to him. Es makor macht the root of his existence, the source of his existence, he doesn't remember. How much this would hurt me. How much pain this would cause me as a human father with a human child to be forgotten by my child. Therefore, person says to Hashem, I don't want to cause you, Rabbi Shalom, this pain. I don't want to cause you this pain. that you should feel this pain of a child who has forgotten you. That I have forgotten you. L'chai zeberegesh, that I live without that feeling. L'chai zeberegesh, l'chai zebelev, that I don't have that in my, that I don't feel it and it's not in my heart. Abba zekoyevli, shetarich shani medabrimcha. Father, it hurts me. That while I'm speaking to you, and I'm, and I'm, here I am talking to you, and I'm calling you Abba, I'm calling you Father or Daddy, whatever it is you like. I don't really feel it so much that you're my Father. I'm talking to an empty room, I don't see you, I don't know you, and I'm saying this word Abba, and while I'm saying the word, I don't feel it that much. So who could help me? 
Who could help me that I should be able to feel that you're my, my precious father? Rak ata abiyaka. Only you. Therefore, I ask you, I beg you, have rachmanus on me, have pity on me. Shani to help me feel you, to help me have this feeling. Shani to feel it you're my father. that I shouldn't forget it, that I shouldn't forget it. That I should remember and feel this as I remember my father, my, my actual biological father, and even more than that. You know, I told you once, uh, I told you, I think maybe last year, there's a Maisa from the Imre Emes and the Ger Rebbe. The Imre Emes, that he had one of his chassidim, was traveling, was going from, from Poland, he was going to Paris on a business trip. He was a wealthy chassid. And he went, as all the chassidim would, of course, would go. He went first to the rabbi to ask for a bracha before he went to Paris. And the rabbi gave him a bracha. And the rabbi said to him, whatever, yankel, you're going to Paris? Yeah. There's a certain cigar that I like. The gay rabbi said, there's a certain cigar. It's my favorite cigar. And, and, and they have it in Paris. And, and the rabbi even said, where in Paris? There's a, 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 a store where they sell this, like, a special, you know, for connoisseurs, a, a cigar. And the Imam said to the Chassid, if you don't mind, when you're in Paris, stop off at that store. Make me, I, I enjoy that cigar. So the Chassid said, what a schuss that the Rebbe should ask him, right? He was happy. So the kids, you know what happened? He went to Paris and he got involved with all these different deals. These, uh, all the stuff was going on. And um, he forgot. He forgot. When did he remember? He remembered when he was coming back to Warsaw. And he was going to go into the Rebbe to, to give Shalom to the Rebbe and he came to, to Ger, right outside of Warsaw. And he remembered, and he had such a chalice of dust, and I, 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 I forgot, and he tried to find maybe in Warsaw where they would have, you know, a cigar like that cigar. So he came into the Rebbe, and the Rebbe gave him a big Shalom. Ah, Yankel, how are you? So, so, the, so he said, so Yankel said, Rebbe, Baruch Hashem, I was very successful, but I have to apologize. And, and the Rebbe said, well, he said, I, I didn't, uh, I forgot to get the cigar, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure to get it for you, Rebbe. I'll make sure, whatever, I'll find it someplace else. I'll send for it from the Paris. I'll get you the cigar. So the Rebbe says the Rebbe gave him a patch, you know, a, a patch, but it was a loving patch, but a patch. And he said to him, Shoytevistikus, you, you fool. He says, do you think I, you think I care about cigars? I don't care about cigars. Doesn't I couldn't care less about getting a. I don't want a cigar. The reason I told that to you is because I wanted when you would be in Paris, you'd be far away from from the holiness of Abbas Medrash in our world. I wanted that that while you were dragging around on the streets of Paris, you should think every once in a while that I have a Rebbe back in Warsaw, and I have to I have to get him a cigar. Not because of the cigar, because you should think of me. I just wanted you should remember me. I don't care about the I don't care about the cigar. I wanted you to remember me. Because I was thinking of you. You didn't remember me. That's the most painful thing in the world. <clears throat> what a, what a, how does a parent, how does a mother and a father know that they're successful? Where a kid could be thousands of miles away. And the kid is going to do something. But the kid knows. The kid stops and says that my, my father wouldn't want this. And it could be that the father is already not living for years and years and years. My father's all gazun signed. so insecure. My father... My father didn't see his father already many, many years since they were taken since they were taken away, and still to this day, the things that the things that my father will say to me, 
that he'll see, like say, something that I'll do or my, or one of the kids, and my father will say that that uh, that's not my father. My father didn't like that. We're talking about 70 years ago, 65 years ago, whatever it is. My father didn't like that, and my father wouldn't do. My father, I told you once, my father wouldn't go with the sucking candy or the piece of gum, because he remembers how his father, when his when his father, my grandfather, first saw it, he gave such a look like that. Uh, what kind of a, that a Jew should go like that walking in the street with a sucking candy? What, kind of, what are you, a, a piece of gum? That, that they started, they started, they came out with that in those days in Europe to go with the gum. And, and my father remembers that his father said that, that that's how a fair, that a horse goes like that. And, and, and my father said, because he remembers his father saying that, he could never put a piece of gum into his mouth. And he could never go in the street with a candy to go walking in the street of. Uh, the candy because he says that, that a Jew doesn't because he remembers his father said that a Jew doesn't go that way and 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 I also never chew gum I also I, I have I have cough drops but but now when I'm walking around but a gum but a gum Hashem I don't chew any gum because I also my even though my father I'm a big boy I can do what I want but I but my father said that to me and I and 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 I also feel very strongly that it's not. Even though my my kids, I couldn't give it over to them. That's my chisar. <laughs> While they were little, they didn't they didn't chew gum. Now they they they, they just, only when I'm when I'm there they don't chew gum. <laughs> when I'm not looking, they, oh, when I come to the room, they, they put it under their tongue <laughs> because they know that I, I don't like it. But but the, but not to be forgotten, even when you're far far away, for a child to think like when like when Yosef at Sadik remembered his father when he was when he came down to Mitzrayim. And he was and he was tempted with, to do the Avera with 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 with, uh, with Aisha's Potiphar, with the wife of Potiphar, and he saw an image of his father. That's that's the biggest brach that we could be such parents, Mitzvah that our children should see our image, and when they when they when they want to do the right thing, they should remember us, and when they got to the attempt to do the wrong thing, they should remember us. That's the most chashuv thing in the world. And if we would feel that way about Hashem's brach, we wouldn't do Averas. We wouldn't do Averas. That's why I told you once that that, uh, that I told this to I said it a few times in Shul that my 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 daughter was in Israel in seminary she's she's a big tzaddikah sister and she came back and she said she said that that um, that she was once gonna she she was going to do something that she didn't think was the right thing to do it wasn't anything God forbid bad but in her madraga she thought it was a bad thing and she and she but she was very tempted to go and to do this so. She remember what, what, happened, what Rashi says that Yosef at Sadiq thought of his father, of his father's image, right? He saw his father's image, and that kept him back from doing the wrong thing. So my daughter said this. So, so she said that, so Daddy, I, 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 I did that. I, I pictured you in my head, and and she said, but but, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, I said to her that. that if you would have thought, if you would have thought of Zaidi, you wouldn't have done it. You should have thought of Zaidi, but not of me. Because if you have thought of Zaidi, you wouldn't have done it. It wasn't an Aveir Gafi, but it was an Irish guy. But uh, to go away from the, and to cut a class, it wasn't a big thing. You know. But for her, it was like a. Uh, yeah. but, but, but to, to be able to, to be able to be that kind of a, of a parent. So the Bainshlam is our father. And we can't picture in our minds that kind of a thing and that relationship, what it means. Even though there's no face, of course there's no face, but that feeling, not to disappoint your father. Even though your father, your physical father, uh, can't see you. So many times, there's something that I that I that I and how many times I, in a day that I think of this 
even though my father can't see, but, but I, there's, th- there's so many things that I do, and my, and my children and my wife, they laugh at me, that I do a certain way, and, and they'll say, why do you do this? Like, nobody does that. So I say, that's, that's my father. So my, like the kids just don't get it. They'll say, but well, Zadie doesn't care, he's not here, he's not, he's not watching it. I feel that I can't do certain things, because my father, my, if my father would be here, he wouldn't like the, that I should do it that way. And, and he, he might not... He might not say anything, and certainly now he wouldn't say, but I know that he doesn't like that he disapproves of certain things. And that's, that's what the Rabbi Shalom with us, if we would have that feeling. That I should at least remember Hashem like my father, and even more than my father. And certainly Hashem's Baruch is with us always. And, and our father Hashem's Baruch is, is every second of our lives, He's with us every single second. Each person should, should go on and to, to try to say more. Each person according to his own feelings. Each person according to his own ability to use language in whatever language he's comfortable. The only way that this could work and you begin to feel that is if you do this every day. Every day, I mean, it's not if you miss a day, it's a, but to try that there should be something consistent in your life. To come to this madrega, or to feel this ahava, not just that I'm, that you feel like so grateful when something good happened, you know, some something nice happened, that you have a simcha bo Hashem, something good. Of course, then we're able to feel that love for Hashem. But to be able to every day to put a minute or two to be someplace quiet and to try to to try to, to reveal this part of ourselves, this feeling. That Hashem is our Father, and not to be misyaish. And to cry out and to beg for this. And not to let go, not to give up. And if you do this, he says, If you, if you continue and you keep this up, then it's absolutely guaranteed that your Father will listen to you. And that Hashem will become very, very much a part of you, that you'll feel more than you than you could possibly feel anything any farther in this world. You can't have even the slightest doubt, the slightest tiniest little doubt, that in the end that in the end you'll you'll have this hergish, you'll feel this. A person who keeps this up and continues with this Bemis in truth, and we'll, we'll try to go in this way. And we'll cry out and we'll daven and we'll beg without letting go, without stopping. Day after day. I'm just going to give you one more sentence. You don't have the other page. In the end, you'll be zayichet to have a leif tar, a pure heart. A heart that feels the Father. A heart that loves the Father. But he says you have to remember that, there, that the condition is that you have to speak directly to Hashem. Not about God, but you have to say these words to Hashem. Not about God. I wish Hashem would help me, but to speak to Him. To Him in your own language. And that you should be able to, that you should be able to feel this way. Well, let's, let's open up the, the new Seifer and Hashem to begin. Begin. I have a lot to do. And a lot to learn. It's such an intense 
the Dilvari Mishkan Avnei is such an intense experience that you know the feeling is like, what else could he possibly have to say after what we just went through? <laughs> what else do you want from us? You know, I, 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 this is more than I could. I, this is more than I could handle. It's it's not what he does here. Is he he goes back over everything and helps us handle it. That's what he does. The Chelik Aleph was like a blast. Boom. And, then, oh. and, 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 and now, in the other Svarim, all the other Svarim are to just take us by the hand and to go to Sibislach a little bit slowly, slowly. Now let's go. And I'll show you how to do this slowly to work on it piece by piece. That's what, that's what he does here. So it really picks up where, where we were just talking about. The most basic Nakuda that there is in the life of a person. The Nakuda, the the underlying point for which the Rabbi created as Islam the entire universe. Zuha Akari is to come to this recognition, Apshuta, in the simple way, Shein Oidmulvado, that there's nothing but Him. It's only Him. Zuha Matara Hamakuvenish, Eleha Kal Yehudi Tzarech Lagia. This is why we were created. This is why we were created, to reach this Matara, this objective, this goal. Zuha Matara Hamakuvenish, Eleha Kal Yehudi Tzarech Lagia. Every Jew was created and brought into this world to reach this Nakuda, to come to this point, to get to this destination. May Oz Shinivra Adamarishan from that day that Adamarishan, that first Rosh Hashanah when Adamarishan was created, that is the Tachlis of each and every Jew. How do we get to that? How do we get to that Nakuda of Ein Oid Muvado that there's only the Baran Shalom? How do we get to that Nakuda? He says that the Drachim, the ways of reaching that Tachlis, Hishtanum Yodmodam, it's different with each person. It changes from one person to another. How do I get to that Nakuda? That's for sure the Nakuda. The Nakuda is Ein Oid Muvado. Just like the Nakuda of all creation is to come to Mashiach, to get to the end, which is Bayom Hashem Echad in each of our lives, before Mashiach, in the life of each and every Jew, the tachlis of being in this world is to come to that nakuda of Ein Od Novada. The ways of getting there are different from one person to the other. Umidor Echol Mishnayim. And in different generations, it's different in different generations. There's a, there's a different emphasis. In one, in one generation, the emphasis is with the learning of Tyra. In another generation, the emphasis is with Tefillah. And the other time, the emphasis with Tikkun Hamidus. But, but all, all, all of these are paths are for the one thing. The Tachlis is to get to, to get to that Nakuda, Ein Ol Novado. So why do we keep Shabbos? Ein Ol Novado. We daven, we learn, we keep mitzvahs. All the Ben Chaveros. Why, why do you have to be considerate of, your, of another person? Why is it that you shouldn't block somebody, you know, from being able to get out of their driveway? So the terrorist says, what do you mean? Only a, what kind of a person blocks it? It's not nice. It's ain't on 
it's true, it's not nice. And a person should never do that. But the tachlis is to come from everything that we do, even Ben Al-Machavayim. The tachlis of Ben Al-Machavayim is not to be a nice person. The tachlis is, Ein Ol Muvadim. Ein Ol Muvadim. Therefore, Rabbi Chana Vassiman, Rabbi Chana and Rabbi Chaim Bisco, the tzaddikim, will explain that if a person is nice, just a nice person, but it's not because of his amun in Hashem, that's the Ratz in Hashem, it's not because of Ein Ol Muvadim. It could be the Nahaloch, it's not considered even a mitzvah. No, you can just do favors for people because you're just a nice gal or a nice guy and you like to help people, but it's not because of Enam Nevado. It could be, it could be. There's an opinion that holds that it's not called a, it's not called a Maise Mitzvah. It's just whatever it is, it's, it's not a Maise Mitzvah. A Maise Mitzvah is when a person remembers Ein Ad Nevado. So the tachlis of moving my car so that somebody else can get out from this place, Ein Ad Nevado. The tachlis of everything is Ein Ad come to that To come to that in the Kuda. But there are all different ways over the years that are emphasized this way sometimes more than other ways. Sometimes it was easier. Sometimes the ways, the path leading were more difficult. There are all kinds of challenges along the way. Aliyas and Yeridas. That never changed since other Mauritian. It's always been the same exact tachlis. To reach the Banishla. That's never changed. There are more Nisyanis, less Nisyanis, more Aliyas, more less. You read this back and forth, all kinds of challenges, all different methods, all different. A person learns Torah. Why do you learn Torah? But even in learning Torah, you can get so lost. Even in learning Torah, you can get so completely, totally lost. And in learning it, it's interesting, it's exciting, whatever, and you can get lost. That the tachas of my learning Torah is like So a person can learn. A person can learn something, and it doesn't bring him any closer to Kadosh Baruch He could hear something, he could learn it. It doesn't. The tachas of learning Torah is like Kadosh Baruch That's the tachas. The Barishlam gave us a lot of stuff to do. Tyra and Tefillah and Davening and Mitzvahs and so on. All these things that we have to do. Learning and Davening and Mitzvahs and Tikkun Amidus. But the Tachlis of everything is all one Nakuda. To find the Creator. All the Mitzvahs that we do. Are, to, are, are for the purpose of facilitating that process, of helping us come to that, of bringing us along in that way. It's a frightening thought to think that we can go a person go his entire life keeping mitzvahs and learning Torah and davening and never ever getting to that place, which is the, which is the nakuda, which is the tachlis of all that we're doing. And that's what he explains now. We understand this in our minds. That our responsibility is to search for the Barnishlam. What's not so clear is How does one conduct this search? How do you look for the Barnishlam? Where is he? How do you look for him? Where is he? It's clear, and each and every one of us knows this in our minds. 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere. You don't have to go someplace. You don't have to go to Yerushalayim. You don't have to go to the Kaisa. It's nice. It helps. That's also a derech. That's a way. Eretz Yisrael is not the tachlis. Eretz Yisrael is a way. It's not a tachlis. Eretz Yisrael is not the tachlis of being a Jew. It's one of the ways of being a Jew. Eretz Yisrael helps a person. Because of the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. But it's not the tachlis of being a Jew. It's a mitzvah like other mitzvahs. But the, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a way of coming to the Tachlitz, which is Enel Nevada. And if, and if a person, is, he feels or she feels that it's easier to come to that Tachlitz not being able to sell them, then, then his avoid is to be where he is and to do what he has to do. But, but the Tachlitz of everything is to come to Kaddish Baruch. Anybody that makes anything else the Tachlitz of his life, That's 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 kfir, That's heresy. If you make anything else the tachas of your life, it's a, it's a bchina. It's an aspect of avodazar. What is avodazar? Avodami. Avodazar means idol worship, but it really means worshiping something other than God equals making something else the tachas of my life. So the Baltanya says that what used to be in ancient times the worship of the sun and the moon is now the worship of money. It's such a big deal in Tanakh, they used to worship the sun. So we look at them, there's always a bunch of crazy people that are bowing down to the sun. That's ridiculous. So Tani said, it's not so silly. Because now, why did they bow down to the sun? Because they were all farmers, and they believed that the sun was responsible, that this, because of the sun, their things are going to grow, and they're going to have rain, and the, the weather was their God. So, they, so the Baltani said, so nowadays, it's, nowadays it's money. It's money. So people don't bow down to money, it's a Shiloh. Not talking about a person making a living, it's about people that... They give up their their families, give up their Yiddishkeit that they, to, to be able to have more and more and more things, more money. So Avadazar doesn't only mean bowing down to an idol. That seems silly to us because that Yetzirah is no longer here. Nobody has a Yetzirah to God forbid to do such a nice thing or to go to a church or something. Narishkeit. We don't have a Yetzirah. But any time you make something the objective of your life other than the Rabbani Shalom, that's a Bechina. It's, it's, a, it's a taste of Avadazar. Because there's only one tachlis in the life of a Jew. That's lag So it's clear that Hashem is everywhere. That the question is, He says, We know that Hashem is everywhere. The question is, how much do you feel that? And how 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 strongly do you feel that the Baruch Shalom is right here inside of you, not just next to you, but inside of you? Yitachin shadam yilma tayra. It's possible for a person to learn tayra. Yispalot to daven. Yikai mitzvus to keep mitzvus. Avomiyat tachlis hamakuvin shalabria. But as far as reaching the tachlis of creation and why you were created, you could be getting further and further away. Yidavening. More, you're, le- you're learning over the years, you're learning, you're doing more mitzvahs, you're doing nice things, you're a very good person, and so on and so forth. But as far as the tachlis of Enel Nevado, you're getting further and further away. And even if you're not getting further away, even if you're not getting further away, you have to ask yourself, am I getting closer? Am I getting closer or am I not getting closer? The Ruchni is 
When it comes to Ruchnius, when it comes to this Tachlis of serving Hashem, of finding Hashem as Baruch, a person can never say, Ain't the Kudish Baruch Adam Yochalayma die. I'm close enough. I'm close enough. Hanikar must be Karvel Baruch Baruch. I'm already close enough to Hashem. I'm close. Sometimes you have a parent will say, you know, Rabbi, my son's already religious enough. He's already religious enough. So what does that mean? So she doesn't mean to say to have a relationship with God. She doesn't care if the kid, you know, has a connection to God. She just, she's just worried, like, you know, maybe he's not going to go to college, or maybe he's, you know, uh, he's going to start to, he's going to go to Bar Park and buy himself a hat or something like that. So that's what it means, you know. It's good. But if I say, no, 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 your kid doesn't want to buy a hat, and he's going to college. He just wants to be close to the Bereshit. I think most parents will say, "Oh, Gesundheit." <laughs> what does that have to do with religion? <laughs> I'm only worried he's going to get more religious. I don't care about God. There's nothing with religion. He wants to get, I'm nervous. I won't go to school. I'll get a hat. I want to stay in Israel for three years. I want to move there or something. Or he's going to grow a beard and pay us and whatever. That's what I'm worried about. You know. But but uh, the, the kid says, "No, no. I'm going to do everything you want me to do. I just want to." Get very, very close to Hashem. So we already think of that. So that's not going to bother them. Because that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not, make a difference. You can like to talk to God as long as it, as long as it doesn't come with uh, any different clothing or outfit or anything like that. You can talk all you like to God. It's such a sad thing, but there's the matzah that we're in. Really, a person can never say, die any kvam, I speak karla I'm close enough to Hashem. I'm close enough. It could be you are a person that's close. But there's no end to how close you can get. That rule that says in the Pesach that Hashem is the one who said to the ocean, till here, you know, the ocean comes to that exact point, and at that point, Hashem's book says, this is where the ocean stops. Sometimes, God forbid, Hashem lets the ocean go, and it causes a terrible, terrible chuv. But Hashem says, So everything has its limits in this world. Because this world is a physical world. So you could say, I had enough to eat. Yeah, you had enough to eat. You made enough, you have enough money to be able to manage, you have enough money to manage. All of those things you could say, and it's true, because this world, like the, like the shore, like the ocean, the, the world has gvulim, uh, has it has borders, it has boundaries, it has an end. One of the names of Hashem is Shindaladyud, the name that we put on the mezuzah. Shindaladyud means Shamalai When God created the physical world, He said, Must speak. Hashem has said to the world, Atkan, it's enough. This is what I want. Not more. The world should stop. Enough. So, ever since God said that, when it comes to physical things, a person should know how to say, Die. Should know how to say enough. Right? So, you feel Friday night a little bit. You had you, you said it's Shabbos. It's not right that I shouldn't have a little bit of mezainus, right? A little bit of cake on, on a Shabbos. So a person has to know how to say you have you have one piece of cake. You have to know how to say die, right? Must speak. I had enough cake. I had one piece of cake. I don't have to be a chazer. But everything in this world, the person has to know how to say must speak. It's enough because that's how Hashem made the world by saying must speak, by saying enough. When it comes to the physical world, avla ruchnius ain't the kudosh die. But in Ruchnius, in Ruchnius, there's no Nakuda of Adkan. There's no Nakuda, because God is infinite. And therefore there's no point of enough. There's no, there's no such thing as enough. The Ruchnius ain't Nakuda shall die. The whole way 
the whole way that the secular world is, tries to sell Gashmias is that a person should feel that he never has enough when it comes to physical things. That there's no such thing as die. There's no such thing as must speak. Anytime you look into a newspaper or you walk into any store, all they're saying to you is, the law must speak. The law die. There's, you, didn't get to the, you didn't get to the ocean, the shore. There's more, there's more. You could have another fixture. You could have another, uh, you know, uh, you could have another dress, another, another, uh, like this, you know, m- more. It's not must speak. It's not must speak. But that's. But when it comes to ruchnius, the secular world says must speak, must speak, must speak. It's enough if you have a little bit of religion. Don't get crazy. It's enough if you have a little bit of God. It's such a crazy. Then God is infinite, so there's no such thing as must speak. The world is miserable and finite, and therefore there's no such thing as as lodai or in must speak. But everything is backwards. So a person, when it comes to the physical world, the person is, 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 is hearing from the time that he's in this world, every single commercial, every single advertisement says, you, you really need this, you should have this. And what you have is not, it's not enough. And, and then you think that you have to buy that. Let's say you want your mashugi, you have to buy that thing for the house. And then, you know, after you have it, so then after, after 30 seconds, it's not much nothing. And then there's something else that you have to have. And when it comes to the Baruch when it comes to the Baruch if you're in shul and the guy takes an extra four minutes davening, you say, must speak, must speak. It's too much. How much can you take of this? That's what Golis is. When Mashiach will come, we'll feel Ruchnius, our, our cheshek, our longing for the Baruch will be, no matter how much Ruchnius, it's lo must speak. How much davening, it's not enough. How many brachas, it's not enough. How much tayr, it's not enough. And when it comes to everything of this world, we say it's too much, it's too much. But says in the Pasuk, I'm going to give you so much bracha, that you're, you're not going to, you're going to say that, that I, I can't, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. That a person, that the tzaddikim feel that, they feel that in this world with a little bit that they have, they feel it's must speak, it's die. When it comes to ruchni, it's, it's never enough. It's never But the world is trying to sell mamash the opposite of that. That anything in this world is slow must speak. So that really in Ruchnius there's no Nakuda of Dai. Chayev Liyais Eitzel Ha'adam Bikush or Bikush Bligvu. It's a constant, constant Bikush searching and wanting and closer and more and more. God, there's no end. Gam Adam Shemagish is a Kadjbrochu Vachash Aisa. Even a person's at the Madrega that we were talking about before, where he's able to feel the Baruch Shalom in his, in his, inside of himself. He's feel. Chayvliyah Shabbat Shirusa Lachish Yaisa. He could feel more and more. Viyaisa Viyaisa. Leirak Bizman. And it's not only to feel Hashem's presence more often. Ela Be'echus Nakudas Primus Aleve means not only more often, but even the quality of how I feel His presence. That it should be deeper and deeper and deeper. Not just how often. And this is the Sarah of Golas and what we're living through. Kimaduma Shemilas Apasik Baik. It's a Pasik and Aik we'll talk more about next time. The Pasik that says, Yesaimim Hayinu Vain of. We are orphans, we have no father. We are orphans, we have no father. He Moshal Nifla Lahavin Kate said near Yehudi Shahibalamazev and a Khashbaru. That Pasik in Echa, which which sums up all of Gallus, we're orphans, we don't have a father. That Pasik describes, more than any other Pasik, it describes what it means to live in this world without the Vaishnav. It means even if you're an observant Jew, it's Yasaimim Hayinu Vain Av. What does it mean, Yasaimim Hayinu Vain Av? Just another two minutes. What does it mean, Yasaimim Hayinu Vain Av? 
We're orphans. God forbid a person is an orphan. How does an orphan live in this world? What's it like to be an orphan? Every orphan has a father, or else he wouldn't be alive. So every single, even even though he's an orphan, he had a father. He has a, a thing called a father, but he's not alive anymore. He has a father. Obviously, he couldn't be in this world if he doesn't have a father. There's no such thing as a person who doesn't have a father. The problem with the Yosem is he doesn't see his father. He has a father, but he can't see him because his father's not in the physical world. His father's, his father's alive, his father's alive in another world. In a much greater world than this world. But, the, but, the, but that doesn't help the Yosem. You tell the child, you tell the Yosem, you have a father. He says, my father died ten years ago. Yeah, but your father, you, you just, he is alive, you just can't see him. That's what it means to be Yosem. In a royas aviv. In a chash you don't feel that he's here. Kiav Krames, because the father has died already. and therefore the father is someplace else. Lokan He's not here with his child, with the Yosem, with the orphan. This is the hardest thing. This feeling that God is He exists, but we don't feel him. He's far away, he's in some other world. So somebody says, Don't you don't you feel the Bhagavad I know that I have, you tell me I have a God, I have a God, but I don't see him, I don't know him. Just like the Yasim, just like the orphan, he says, I know I have a father, but what, what, I don't know where he is, what he is. So that's what it means, Kelakim Bashamam, Hashem is in heaven, Vatalas, and you are on earth. Since Hashem is in Shemaim and we are in this world, you feel that way, that God is far away. You could feel like you're an orphan when it comes to God. You feel like an orphan. You say, yeah, I know that there's, I know that the God exists, but I, I don't see him and I have no shaykhs to him. He's not, he's not alive inside of me. I'm a yasim. Adam Shlomagi Nimsakan. A Jew that doesn't feel that his father, that the Rebbe Shalom is here with him, alive, mamish, but he feels that God is someplace far away in heaven. He's like an orphan mamish. That's exactly what a Yosem feels. He knows I have a father. He calls himself by his father's last name. And he has all the stories. He has pictures of his father. He doesn't see him. He can't talk to him. He can't talk to him, he doesn't hear from him. Lachashas, he doesn't feel his father. Zay Yisayim Hayyina. Aye, that's Yisayim Hayyina. Yisayim Hayyina. But there's a worse level than that that we'll talk about, Mitch. It's getting late, so we'll talk about that next time. That's not only Yisayim Hayyina, but it's Yisayim Hayyina, the Ain of.